0: a pleasure on VLGA Connect to connect with Stephen Cooper for our regular governance update. How are you doing, Steve?
1: Thanks for the connection,
0: Chris. Very well. You've had a big week. A long weekend, I hope, was, was good to you?
1: Oh, the world of governance never, never stops, Chris, but we managed to have a good weekend as well, so thank you.
0: <laughs> and you've done at least one candidate information session for the VLGA since we last spoke.
1: Yeah, we journeyed to Stonington this week and about 20 uh, interested people participated in a workshop, which was terrific, got some great questions.
0: Just on that, I believe you had an interesting question about um, anonymous donations for candidate campaigns. How did you Uh, you answer
1: that one? Some listeners won't be surprised. I got a question that I couldn't answer on the spot, but we've done some research. Um, And this is the question about the declaration of donations by candidates to elections. And someone said, well, what about an anonymous donation on GoFundMe? So we went off to the GoFundMe website and who knew the um, anonymity is only to external readers and that GoFundMe are quite clear that for transparency, the um, the person making the donation is required to say their name. And of course, we have to match the name on the card. So otherwise the donation can't happen.
0: Makes Makes perfect
1: sense when you think about it.
0: All right, so the process of implementation for the Local Government Act uh, continues, uh, continues apace. Um, You've been looking at the material on the Engage website. Um, Some observations you wanted to make about the language that's been used.
1: Just for clarification, Chris, um, on the website, they talk about pathway documents. And um, I checked this during the week. The reason for the term pathway is that the intention of the minister and local government Victoria is a co-design of good practice materials. However, in the interests of um, compliance with a number of clauses, particularly by the 1st of September, um, Hmm. there's a series of draft documents that we've called them that have been released early. These are on the pathway to that best practice and that's why um, the the website uses the term pathway documents.
0: What's the level of engagement through the website being like from, from what you can see? Um, there's some pretty good stats.
1: There's um, Look, the number eludes me, but there are a lot of people logging on to the Engage website. Probably the more interesting thing is, Chris, that um, only a much smaller proportion, sort of 10 to 20% of people are actually making comments. So there's a lot of visitation but far less activity, and I think the encouragement for anyone in the sector would be, if you're gonna take the time to uh, to log on to the
0: Engage website, make a comment as well, because you are a stakeholder in the uh, implementation of the 2020 legislation. So um, some of the elements that are underway, the integrated strategic planning framework, the co-design process, where that's at?
1: So there's a survey um, on the Engage website, which basically, asks a series of questions around the maturity of your council in regard to integrated strategic planning, right through from a community plan down to performance reporting and everything in between. So there's an opportunity for councillors, executive staff, other staff to participate in that. I actually think too, Chris, it's a really useful discussion internally to check some assumptions on what people think are, the relevance or the significance of each of those parts of the puzzle in your own council.
0: Indeed. And fundamentally, the the role of councils is to plan strategically and think strategically. So you're right, really important discussion to be had.
1: I think so too, Chris. And when you think about the 1989 Act, it really made a leap from a community plan, if there was one, to a council plan, to the budget, to performance reporting. The additional maturity in the 2020 Act is to build in um, a financial strategy, an asset strategy, a rating and revenue strategy um, into that framework to, you know, to get a far broader picture and a better basis on which planning can be made.
0: We've talked a bit in the past about the various training elements. So there's the mandatory training for candidates prior to the election, the council law induction training that comes obviously post-election um, there's some design work going on there too.
1: There is a survey on that website at the moment, Chris. And I think for any, ca- there's a, all of the councillors out there who went through an induction program in 2016 or even 2012 will have a really strong view about what um, really works, what's important in that induction process. Um, and there's a real encouragement to hear from councillors rather than further. For the elected to have a model just inflicted on them. So um, great encouragement, get on board and um, and actually participate in that survey.
0: It makes a lot of sense that you'd get uh, the thoughts of uh, existing or, or previous councillors as to what did work or what didn't work when they were inducted last time around.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Chris. And as we know, the role of the councillor sits at you know between two ends of the spectrum. At one end, there is this high-level strategic planning, you know, leading to delivering the best outcomes that we can. At the other end, there is a bit of a compliance conduct minefield. And part of the induction process is to alert councillors and to help keep them safe from unwittingly um, breaking the rules. If you like, yes. um, one of the things for me then is to give some really meaningful feedback to the department about at both ends of the spectrum, what do councillors need to help them to operate effectively? And, you know, you're going to do the tour of the municipality, you're going to hear about what the CEO and the directors or general managers are doing and, and the sort of activities anyway. I tend to think that doesn't need to be in regulation, but it's really important for the councillors to alert, um, you know, go through this process and let, let uh, the decision makers know what do they need.
0: Uh, just on the mandatory training, any updates this week since we last spoke?
1: Only that the electoral regulations are imminent and that they'll be followed by some detail about um, the content of the mandatory training and the time frame within which it will be delivered. But okay. uh, nothing formal at the moment, Chris. Right. What's everyone, this space?
0: Everyone is watching this space uh, because uh, July is coming around very quickly, isn't it? Yes. Um, just quickly, community engagement, where are we at on that uh, part of the act?
1: Uh, likewise, Chris, there will be a, um, an engagement process on the, on the website commencing very soon. It's a really good opportunity, I think, for um, the councils, councillors, executive, to consider where are you at on a scale of maturity. Um, a lot of councils will have uh, a consultation toolkit, for example. Some mightn't have that. Where does it go beyond that? Do we then have a reference to a model such as IAP2? Um, are the community sort of do they have a level of clarity about when the council will consult? How do they feel? Um, yeah. Does the local community feel like it's never consulted or that it's over consulted? Um, and is there sort of a sense of linkage then, you know, from consultation to action?
0: And of course you need to bring in the deliberative process requirements that are coming from the new act, which is another element of your engagement, obviously. And that's something we'll be spending some more time on on VLGA Connect in the very near future.
1: That'll be an interesting discussion that you have, Chris, because it I constantly say it has to work from Yarra to Yarri and
0: all in councils the- in between. Speaking of Yarra, I'll be there virtually next week, uh, stepping into your shoes with the candidate information session. So looking forward to that. There's a, um, As you've said, there's a whole range of information on that Engage website. It really is the resource that people should be making the most of if they have any interest at all in the governance processes that are underway at the moment. Thanks, Steve. Good to talk, Chris. As always, Steve Cooper with our governance update. Uh, it happens every week here on Connect.